Nuggets. We're back. We don't want to wait. Naked, naked male Jello wrestling. All right. Well, I think we watched something different this week. <laughs> uh, I watched Smallville. <laughs> Are we binge watching some sort of naked Jello wrestling? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not interested in all that. I'm too old for that anyway. I just won't question where the <laughs> hell that came from. All right. <laughs> it was in the. Ep- it was in one of the episodes. It was in. There was Jello wrestling. Oh, it was in Freak. Okay, well, you're going to have to remind me because apparently my memory is terrible. Because I, I actually watched more than you this week. Um, I had some bonus material to watch uh, because I knew for – I wasn't even going to ask you to watch it. I was just – I just figured, oh, I'll just watch it myself. And, uh, you know, I did you a solid. It, it, what was bo- it? Chloe Chronicles? They're both pretty awful. Uh, Oliver <laughs> Queen Chronicles. <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Justice and I might would have watched that. No, no, you don't want to watch it. Anyway, this week we're covering uh, season six of uh, Smallville. The episodes are Trespass, Freak, Promise, Combat, and Progeny. And we've got a lot of episode to cover. So, Steph, this is the part where I'm just going to tell you about this bonus material and uh, you can react to it, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll start with the Oliver Cream. Oliver Cream. <laughs> <laughs> the Oliver Cream Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, okay. So basically, uh, they didn't have Chloe Chronicles this year. Matter of fact, uh, they don't ever again. Um, I don't know why. Um, I guess they just must have decided to do something different. Uh, Sprint and Warner Brothers wanted some mobile content, so they produced a six-part series about the origin of Green Arrow. And if you texted Green. To a number on your Sprint phone, I guess you could get this. There are a lot of Sprint phones in the season of uh, Smallville, too, if you notice. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, you're thinking, oh, my God, Justin Hartley is Green Arrow doing the Green Arrow origin. This is going to be amazing. No. (laughs) No. Uh. It's this horrible computer animation. Uh, Justin Hartley never even heard about this thing until someone asked him about it. Like, hey, I heard that... uh, there's some you did you're doing some mobile content, Oliver Queen. He's like, what? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, so uh, also um, the score underneath uh, these this origin story is like booming. Mm-hmm. You can actually barely hear the dialogue, even on my Blu-ray special features. Like it's just terribly put together. I don't know. Maybe it sounded different on the phones, and they didn't get the mix right mm. for the Blu-rays, but. Um, yeah, so it is just horrible uh, computer animation, um, uh, and there was even actually, you know, after you got through the chronicles, they also included on the Blu-ray uh, a three-part behind the scenes of how it was made, <laughs> which you know it was about like ten, fifteen minutes uh, for that, and about like twenty to thirty minutes for the the chronicles, so. I don't know. It was about like another episode of Smallville, I could say. But uh, the behind the scenes was kind of interesting. Um, they talked about how they had a problem matching like hair and uh, lips uh, to like voices. So there's like these natives that Oliver encounters during the the chronicles, and they just made them all bald and mute. <laughs> so um, kind of a kind of a shortcut and kind of faces. <laughs> So let me just summarize what it was about. Okay, so um, basically, you know, spoiled Ali never doesn't appreciate his parents, and of course, his parents go off on a plane, and someone has sabotaged it. And as the plane's going down, Ali's mom writes a letter to Ali. 
Like, you know, son, I want so much for you, blah, 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 as they're hurtling towards the ocean. Um, and it does intercut uh, a little, like, rotoscoped version of we when we saw Lionel and Lex in the pilot of Smallville. And that was kind of cool. And, it, you know, because Lionel had the newspaper that said, like, Queen Industries, yeah. CEOs die in a plate. Yeah. Um, so Ollie's um, – uh, we basically fast forward to Excelsior Academy and it's post Duncan death and Oliver skips his college and takes a yacht out with a girl and thugs board the ship while he sleeps. I mean, this is sort of like the pilot of arrow, right? But no dad involved. Mm -hmm. Um, and Ollie is, he's ready with the bow and arrow because the bow and arrow of course is his like family crest. So he has some, they're they're like bow and air, bows and arrows hanging up all over the place. As a matter of fact, uh, his father tried to give him his first bow before he went down in the plane accident, and he was like, "No, Dad, I don't like bows and arrows." Uh, <laughs> so he's like a terrible shot. He like fights off the the thugs a little bit, but then he escapes in a raft, completely leaving the girl that he was sleeping with behind. <laughs> um, he he wakes up on this. Uh, oh, he fights a shark. Uh, while he's at sea in the raft, uh, he ends up like gouging its eye out and scaring it away. <laughs> and, but the raft goes down and he wakes up on the island. And we fast forward to 20 days later. He's given up hope. Uh, the natives come find him and he basically begs them to kill him. Like after 20 days, you know, he's got a lot of <laughs> – it's like it's it's like 20 days. I, I, I don't know. It, it, you know, maybe five, six years you'd be like begging for death but <laughs> – Wow! Yeah, twenty days doesn't seem like a <laughs> it's long. like a it's like a it's like a vacation. Uh, <laughs> so of course the natives like spare him, bring him back to health. They, they and of course oh they're also expert archers and they teach him all about how to shoot. Oh, that's where he learns. Mm, okay, yeah, and uh, and as he's walking on the island one day, he stumbles apart. Uh, he stumbles upon the wreckage of his parents' plane with that somehow. Washed ashore or something? I have no idea because it went down in the ocean. Hmm. And that's when he sees his uh, his mother's letter and it tells him to be like good and whatever. And then we go like <laughs> – then it's like 11 months later uh, – not five years by the way. 11 months later, <laughs> this the yacht that Ollie was uh, sailing on – uh, pulls up and it's the and it's the thugs and they're just basically cruising by the island playing Little John really loudly and uh, who knows what happened to that girl I have no idea uh, Ollie boards the boat with his new native friends that don't speak and are bald and they serve up some justice and then Ollie takes his yacht home and suddenly he's on the streets as Green Arrow <laughs> mm. so yeah <laughs> amazing stuff. <laughs> And it's just so – oh, it's like so hard to get into. It's so terribly animated. And uh, and so it's obvious that it's not Justin Hartley's voice. Yeah, yeah totally. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is much shorter here, Justice and Doom. And I don't even know what the hell this thing is. It's like a motion comic slash video game slash Yaris commercial. I have no idea what this thing is, but it was a bonus feature. And it, and it had like – I don't know, like – Five or six parts, which were like maybe like two minutes long. I, the first part was kind of cool because it showed uh, the Justice League in action, but it's like motion comics, so it's like you know, like they open up a panel and you see like you know the Green Arrow like pulling a bow back but not moving otherwise. You know, you, you've seen motion comics before, right? 
Yeah. Like they, they just like animate a panel of uh, a comic book slightly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I don't know. You see, you see the Justice League in action and for some reason like they have Chloe – being Watchtower as well, helping them out. Clark's not involved at all. <laughs> and then they show, uh, you know, they take down um, Corto Mal- Maltese, which ties in with a later episode of Smallville that we're going to talk about. Um, I have no idea what that is that you just said. Corto, Ma- Corto cool. Maltese. That's where they yes. were headed off to to take down one of Lex's 33.1 facilities. Oh. You know, the, the just, Justice League is gallivanting around the globe as Clark's trying to take down crypto people. They're fan, phantom zo- right. zoners. Zoners. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, and like the rest of it, it, it kind of like ties in with like later episodes, but it really just doesn't make much sense at all on its own. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. Um, like the last part shows us like different like clips of things that led Clark to where he is now and showing the Justice League doing good. And then it says, uh, you know, with with efforts like these or something like that, that where, where there's justice, there will be no doom. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Anyway. Oh, and also there was some sort of like magic Yaris that everybody was looking for that had some sort of secret files. Who cares? Moving on. Um <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we talk about something you've watched? Trespass. The one where Lana gets stopped again. Everybody loves Lana. Everybody does. Yeah, right off the right off the bat, I was like, okay, this is either an invisible man <laughs> or it's somebody on the inside. Um, yeah, uh, and oh, it's awesome. I actually wrote down some trivia questions uh, for you as uh, I, wa- I watched some of this stuff because I was looking up trivia. Um, when was the last time Lana was stalked? <laughs> How oh. about just name a season? I, I, I don't want to make you name an episode and a person. Well, uh, uh, Ian, uh, Ian. From, uh, Ian. Tool Time? <laughs> Ian Randall? Ian. Nope, not that, I guess. Um, uh, uh, oh, uh, not, uh, uh, you know. The guy who, guy. like season four, season three, uh-huh. season two, season three. Okay. Okay. So your answer is season four, season two, season three. <laughs> I don't know. Just tell me. In season three, episode seven, the last time Lana was stalked was by Kevin Zeigers, uh, who played uh, a guy. Well, the episode was called Magnetic. And so he made everybody and, and also uh, physical objects magnetized to him. And uh, and he was in love with Lana. Ended up making Lana run away with him. But I mean, if most memorable is uh, Clark like stops them by getting in front of their car and like melting the road with his heat vision so they get stuck. <laughs> and then he gets arrested. Do not remember that, do you? The ending sounds familiar, okay. but I don't remember the magnetic person. Yeah. Do you remember who Kevin Zegers is? No, that's okay. He's like <laughs> he's this guy, you know. Um, <laughs> all right. So trespass. Um, let's see. Uh, I have, I wrote down Smallville notes here, um, or readings from Smallville, but let me just see if do, 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 um, this, okay. This installment. Okay. So this is written by Tracy Bal- Balomo and she says this installment is particularly relevant as it touches on 
Okay. She says, the paparazzi obviously are very prevalent in our society today. And in the world of our show, with Lex being a man of great power and international fame, he would attract this type of attention. Unfortunately for Lana, that's going to be something she has to deal with. And it will either bring them closer or be a source of conflict that could potentially tear them apart. Having the chance to mirror what's going on in our current society and the world of our characters is really cool. Yeah, I like the um, the angle of Lana didn't ask for this. Right. Uh, this was not what she, you know, marrying Lex. She just wanted to marry Lex. She didn't want to marry the paparazzi. <laughs> and and the whole security guard. I think this is this is so funny because the whole the running joke about how you know anybody could just walk into his mansion <laughs> yeah. and where are his security guards and and I just I think it's funny. I forgot. I think it's a joke. Who was actually uh, the person that was really stalking until towards the end i was you know just narrowing down the different people i was like oh it must be that guy but i've noted in the beginning you know there's this like break-in at the luther mansion and these guards they like run in to secure lana and they look more spooked than lana and lex <laughs> they're like whoa <laughs> yeah but i mean i like this that um you know he's watching over her mm. and if anybody had like a twisted mind they could get obsessed with her ah. and then there's this that line that she was saying because he he called lex by his first you know when did you call him start calling him by his first name what about that line ah, yes okay i gotta since you're skipping ahead I'm, I'm gonna read from the book of smallville yet again because that's actually pretty okay. cool um uh, Max craziness aside, Belomo had fun creating the character. I enjoyed writing his point of view because a lot of our audience is not behind Lana being in Lex's world. Oh. It was a good opportunity to reflect the perspective of the Lana fans and to voice the opinion that Lana is lessened by her relationship with Lex. So they're very, oh. she's very conscious about like what's happening to this character and using it to... You know, working working this guard as the voice of the fans, but also being like the extreme voice, mm. like misery. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I don't want to do that. Um, I, and I, I have to say, this would work so much better if Mac was in earlier episodes this season. If they could have just kind of squeezed him in here and there, you know, just knowing that. This yeah, because it's very of- obvious. That I was like, these security guards are getting good camera angles. Yes. Yeah. 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 And oh, one has a name. Yeah. Actually, they both, I think one was Brady and the other was Mac. Uh, Brady didn't have any credit, so I didn't write any, any of his stuff down. But Mac uh, is played by this guy, Jordan Melfi. And uh, he, uh, he's like this guy. I was like, he looks like a somebody, but he's not. But we would remember him uh, most, most memorably from the Buffy episode Smashed. Um, this is a guy that uh, when Amy and Willow go out to party uh, using magic, um, he he is made to dance like in his uh, boxer shorts <gasps> in a cage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So that, that that's Mac. Uh, I would say it's probably – this is probably a better role for Jordan Melfi. <laughs> but I <laughs> uh, wrote down Sprint Phone, Oliver Cre- Queen Cron- – Cre- God. Never mind. You know what I'm trying to say. Oliver Cream. Oliver Cream. (laughs) Um, Lex nearly sees the chisel. Lex Lex leaves town to A, allow Lana to be protected by Clark, and B, allow Michael Rosenbaum to prepare for Freak. (laughs) Yep. I noticed that too. (laughs) And uh, Lana is lying to Lex. Mm. About? They're both lying to each Mm. other, left and right. Yeah, the chisel. Um... 
Oh, wait, wait a second. I wrote this other note down. Oh, I think this is from her discussion with Chloe that Lana is basically saying, like, no, you, I'm not going to pressure you to tell me what Clark's secret is. I'm going to figure it out on my own, and you can keep your, you know, loyalty to Clark and keep your friendship or whatever, which is good. Uh, my next, yeah. next note is this is the 50th appearance of Clark's red jacket, blue shirt look. Just in case you were keeping track, this is number. Is 50. that in the book? Are you getting? Are, are you keeping up with this? It's Smallville. It's Smallville wiki. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. Um. Okay. <coughs> Sorry, Jimmy goes to confront Clark because he's. Oh, Jimmy is so jealous <laughs> of Clark and Chloe's relationship, mm-hmm. and so he he says, uh, "Well." I know Chloe thinks you can walk on air. <laughs> Just because you're gigantic yeah. doesn't mean that I'll blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah. no, no. I have it here. If you hurt her, I don't care how impossibly gigantic you are. I will chop you down like a cherry tree, and that ain't no lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, I, it, it just speaks a lot about Jimmy Olsen that he would actually – I mean – he cares about Chloe quite a bit, but he also doesn't want to hurt Chloe, even though he's hurting. And he's just kind of like, go ahead. You know, you can date her. I guess I won't stand in the way, even though I'm really upset about it. So, yeah, I like Jimmy's character, mm-hmm. the character of Jimmy. Good. So Lana goes to the Clark, goes to the Clark, goes to the Kent farm, mm, the Clark farm, because it's the, yeah, because it's the last place <laughs> anybody would think to look for her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, she's there together intel because we see later on that when Jimmy and Clark are chasing down this photographer, this paparazzi guy, they find where Lana is. They find pictures of Lana taking pictures mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in Clark's barn. And so then we know that she is looking for information and she told and she told Chloe that she wasn't going to make her tell her, you know, she's going to find all this out on her own. She's not going to put Chloe, make Chloe be the pickle in the middle again. Pickle in the middle. <laughs> right. Uh, also, um, Lana ends up uh, snooping on Chloe's computer anyway later and, and, oh. and finds a folder that says CK, but it looks like Chloe learned some password protection since the last time Lana did that. My trivia question for you is, when was it that Lana snooped on Chloe's computer, and what did Lana find? It was in season two, because it was after the prom. No. Or the, the dance. Spring formal. <laughs> Spring You're formal. supposed to know this stuff. It wasn't season two? Yep. It was season uh-huh. two. After the spring form, because she, she realized that Chloe liked Clark. Yeah, but there were pictures of Chloe and Clark. It was the episode Rosetta. So, um, no points. Okay, moving. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next note is nighttime at the Talon makes Lana look like Lara Croft. I don't know why I wrote that. Uh, maybe just because it looks. Cool in there. Where where Lana is sneaking around yeah. with a knife. And also oh, yeah. I, I took this note. Lana is drinking a lot of tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I want you to wear this when I kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um and we have a little bit of echoes of labyrinth here because while she's sneaking around in the town and the guards are like freaking out, her scaredy cat guards. <laughs> Well, we think at least one of them is a scaredy cat. 
the other one's just acting, I guess. But uh, Chloe comes out out of nowhere, and Lex's guards nearly uh, blow her away. But unlike uh, Clark's uh, uh, hallucination, Chloe doesn't get murdered. Mm. Um, bah, 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 bah. Where's the last place anyone would think I'd go? And I, oh yeah, <laughs> the camp farm. I wrote I wrote in uh, parentheses. Well, except for all the people who watch this show, <laughs> and yeah, Martha. Really? You're just going to put this girl who doesn't know your son's secret that, you know, is very curious about your son's secret and has shown a history of being that. Just put her in his room. Like, well, I'm sure. Sec- is there anything in there? Like, secret aside, like, how privacy. Is, how is. <laughs> and it takes Lana two minutes before opening Clark's underwear drawer. Not even two minutes, like a, a minute. But what evidence is she going to find? Well, she found something weird, which was the clear kryptonite. And, uh, yeah. and that was her old necklace. And uh, if you remember the necklace, do you remember why the necklace is clear? Because the <laughs> ship neutralized the kryptonite. Uh, because it was around Clark's neck. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who put the necklace on Clark's ne- neck and threw him in the storm cellar? I love this. <laughs> Tina Greer. Tina Greer in Visage, an episode title that I never wanted to say again. Visage. (laughs) Also, the next, the last time this necklace was seen, and it was clear, was in um, uh, Hereafter, where Jordan Cross has a premonition of Lana dying of old age, and she's wearing that necklace. So here she is finding that necklace again. I don't know if they Mm. intended to draw those lines together, but. Um, so, um, oh yeah, so she ends up in the hospital because Brady gets killed and, um, Lana gets- Clark rescues her. Well, Lana falls down the stairs first, which is, you know, we're headed towards miscarriage, right? Um, and then, so she ends up in the hospital and I wrote 2020, 24 hours to go, Lana be sedated. Um, that was a really dumb joke. I must've wrote that late at night. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and uh, Max suggests, hey, we got to transfer poor her to the old wing for security because, you know, less people around, more secure. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I don't know, Mac has this whole elaborate trap where he has the photographer come in and you can play the hero. And as of like, the, I don't know what the hell the photographer was thinking. Like, I'll just chase this poor woman around a dark wing of a hospital and get my pictures. It, but yet I'm being set up for a I don't know <laughs> like Mac must have been like Alright, I will give you like 20 minutes To chase this woman around before uh, Maybe something accidentally will happen to you <laughs> Yeah I didn't, I wasn't sure How that MacGuffin fit in there right. uh, But how about the fact that What are those stands by the way the, are Those IV stands there's yes. like a giant room of just like a hundred of them for a lot mm-hmm. of to stumble into. Um, oh, yes. And Clark like takes this guy and throws him across the room into the wall. And Lana is not like unconscious. I don't know what Clark's thinking. Yeah. She didn't notice that that was probably impossible. <laughs> yeah. She noticed. You could say there was a reaction shot of her, but I don't know if Clark thought she noticed. I don't know. Um, and then Mac murders Esposito, leaves Clark to take care of the body. 
<laughs> I got Lana. You get this body? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's that whole creepy scene in the Luther Mansion. Yes, that was great because he has a point. Mm-hmm. Lex is infecting her. Mm-hmm. In the end, she's like, oh, you're right. And she's, you're like, oh, she's just saying that to lure him in mm-hmm. so she could attack him. But she's like, I, I'm, in, I'm in over my head. I need help getting out. I just thought that I would do this. And I just, I, this is not what I signed up for. Whatever she yeah. said, it was something like that. <laughs> and, and then she like hits him with the glass vase or something. Bottle, yeah. But we're like, oh my gosh, is she, is she telling the truth or is yeah. she just telling him that? Oh, I think she was getting a little bit of truth out too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's, it's a great, you know, like. I don't know, like horror movie tropes where she like runs into her bedroom and there's the dress laid out for her already. And then he's chasing <laughs> around with a, with an ax. Um, or no, he kicks open the door or something, kicks through the door. I just wrote, here's Johnny. So I'm just, yeah, he, he smashes the door in and kind of looks through just like in the shining. He, well, uh, there's like a coat of arms on the wall oh, yeah. and he pulls the ax out. Of oh, the, that's right. Cause it's like, cause it's like real workable. <laughs> Shield and axe. Yeah. Oh, that's a Luther Mansion. Of course. It's, yeah. <laughs> so Clark saves her like three times. Yeah. Oh, we get a new set here, too. Luther Mansion roof. Never seen the ah. roof of the mansion. And uh, this poor. Oh, yeah. This is where they fall through the. They fall through that's the. That's where they fall through uh, the skylight. The, the, yeah. The skylight. And you're like, oh, she's going to. She's, if she doesn't die, she will lose the baby. Mm-hmm. But Clark catches her, and and it's and it's well shot. I like this part where you you see Max's body laying there bleeding, and then it starts panning to the left, and you just see Clark's boots, and then it pans up, and you see that mm-hmm. and he's he's basically saying like, "Listen, you're safe. That's all that matters. Like, don't worry how this happened." <laughs> and she says, uh, "Why are you still watching over me?" And she he says, "Maybe the same reason you've been watching me," which is great. Mm. Um. So yeah, again, it's like this episode is very much like let's murder that baby. <laughs> I I was listening to the shoe episode for that. I was like, and they're very much like obviously they're going to find out that she lost the baby in the next episode because uh, you know she got hurt so bad in this episode. And why didn't they find out that she lost the baby later in the episode? You know, that's basically what they were thinking at the time. She's not going to carry this baby to term, guaranteed. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, all right. So there's a bit I wrote awkward. You guys should catch up. Clark, oh yeah, Clark. Yeah, Clark leaves Joey and Chloe. Joey and Chloe. <laughs> Jimmy and <laughs> Oliver Jimmy Cream. And Chloe Joey, Chloe. To make, <laughs> to make up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex is jealous that that Lana went to the Kent farm, but Clark wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, I trust you, even though you went to the, your ex's house, but yeah, the, the chisel is missing. Who took the chisel? Mm. Do you know? (laughs) Do you have Mm. any guesses? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, maybe Clark did. Yeah. I think there's like the deleted scene where Clark actually takes the chisel. I'm not sure if that ever comes back for the rest of the season. That's why I'm kind of saying it now. Um, because I think that just kind of gets dropped. The way it's, the way it's. The way it's shown in the episode, I was immediately suspicious of Lex, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think we're supposed to think it's Lex. Yeah. 
Why are you in my barn? So oh, no reason. This is such a great scene. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Just doing some honest work, Lex. You should try it sometime. Burn. <laughs> hey, that's where you took my fiance after you kidnapped her, right before you tried to kill me. <laughs> I want to make Lana happy for the rest of her life and for you to be there on our wedding day just to see what you lost. Damn. <laughs> what a line. Uh, uh, yeah, so I don't know this this episode. Um, on its surface, I think uh, you would be like, "Oh, Lana's got another stock or whatever." But I don't know. I found it really. I, I really enjoyed it. I I thought um, uh, the villain. What's this? It was a good mystery yeah. and a good thriller. Yeah, and what a great like ending scene too. You know, just I don't know. And they have a, a good song that I put on my mix, playing during the part where Lex invites Clark to the wedding. It's a it's a band called Rise Against, which I really don't listen to, but it's a good song called Roadside. I think they're more of like a heavy band, but this is kind of a ballady thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you have anything more to say about Trespass? <laughs> uh, n- nah. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Freak. Okay. So Freak. I love all the Chloe. There's so much Chloe in these couple of episodes. <laughs> and back in season one, when you know when the show first started, yeah, and I found out that there were so many Chloe and Clark shippers, I Clark. thought that these people Clark. would just <laughs> hashtag Clark. <laughs> I thought that these people were just like contrarians. Uh-huh. These were the people who didn't want to fall into the Lana and Clark. I don't know. Uh, um, you know. To, to me, I you know I think when I first watched uh, Smallville, I just preferred Chloe. Like she's just I don't know. She seemed more exciting and happy all the time. And I don't know. I she just she's Chloe. <laughs> so I can understand why people were shipping her. And also she was pining for Clark, and you had to kind of root for that. You know, you see mm-hmm. her like pining away. Um, but after all these seasons, I mean, there's just so much they're, you know, like early on in season one, season two, I'm like, really, they're really best friends. They're mm-hmm. really that close of friends. Yeah. But now, I mean, there's like when Jimmy reacts the way he does where he's jealous, it's like, Jimmy, please, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> right. No, they're friends. Yeah. They're deeply, deeply, you know, friends and they have a, 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 a deep bond. I think yeah, friendship as, that you know means not, that has nothing to do with you, right? So just shut up. And I think in earlier seasons, maybe Jimmy would have some reason to worry um, mm-hmm. because she was really hung up on Clark. I think in this season, and maybe like a bit in the last season, they the writers pretty much tried to make Chloe, you know, especially with the introduction of Jimmy. Her own person. Yeah, her own person and not being, like, hung up on Clark all the time. And that – because it always seemed to be a factor. Like, finally, La- Clark and Lana are happy, but Chloe's not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, – but this is the one where we discover that Chloe is a media freak. <gasps> Which is a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> because she has no powers. That we so know of. So could just – I mean, you haven't seen any powers, have you? (laughs) 
No. <laughs> I'm just being coy. Uh, but she, she hasn't demonstrated that, any uh, powers on, on screen, that's for sure. But she kids that says that her super sleuth and maybe her power. Yeah. And, you know, and she had the truth. She could make people speak the truth for that one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I've been listening to Old Shoe, and they were speculating, like, well, what if her power is just being super awesome with computers? All the, like, ridiculously genius, uh, you know, can hack into anything. You know, we're never questioning how, how the hell she can do this stuff. You just figure she's like, that's s- true, sitting in her basement for all her early teen years and learning all this stuff. But so, uh, Lana is having her bachelorette party. Um, with just Chloe at uh, Smallville Bowling, Bowling Alley. And I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I do believe I've told you about the existence of a Vancouver Bowling Alley called Lois Lanes. And it, <sighs> if you s- pause the, the um, you know, this episode, when Lana, you know, when Daniel Day Kim comes up to uh, help <laughs> Lana out and flirt... <laughs> His name's Daniel Kim. I can't help it. His name is Daniel Day Kim to me. Uh, <laughs> she puts her ball up in front of the camera about to like, and you know, to aim. And right on mm-hmm. the ball, it says Lois Lanes. <laughs> it is such like a ridiculous Easter egg. And it's so like right in your face. But yet, I think you really kind of have to look to read it to actually see it or really be paying attention. But yep, Lois Lanes. So uh, Daniel Day Kim, he can... Uh, <laughs> Affect bowling balls, which is a power that you'd want. Um, well, you know, he's got telekinesis. And uh, we have uh, Dr. Bethany showing up with uh, a blind boy named Tobias. Uh, Tobias? Yes, man. I know this guy. <laughs> you know this guy? Something. He, okay, I first saw him in, oh my gosh. Is it, you're talking about Dr. Bethany or are you talking about Tobias? Tobias. Oh, really? I don't think I have anything down for him. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I got to get to this. Okay. First, I knew him in oh, this werewolf show. Is it Bitten? Or Holt. Or uh, Bit- Bitten. Bitten? Okay. Yeah, Bitten's a good show with somebody that, hmm. you know, from the future. Somebody Smallville. from the future. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But then recently, he was in that cute show, No Tomorrow. Oh, As okay. a Russian guy. Huh. Yeah, he's in a lot of Christmas, you know, those Christmas movies and stuff. But he's, like, huge now. Oh. Kind of like, you know, like how Tom Welling is, like, filled out. This guy's, like. Oh, oh, that kind of huge. Yeah. Yeah, huge. Like, like this was him as a young boy, and he was, like, small. So how about that uh, that fight between Tom Welling and uh, Principal, Principal Robin Wood? <laughs> On the episode of Lucifer this week. Oh, my God. That was so great. <laughs> I loved it so much. It was great. Peeps, you got to watch Lucifer if you're loving your Tom Welling. I mean, it's just – he's. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. So he's more than what you think when you first see him. I'll just say that. At first, I was like, really? This is what they're using him for? No. Just wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Dr. Bethany is played by Adrian Hoff. Um, he played Jean Grey's father in X-Men 3. <laughs> And uh, his other Tom Welling connection is he plays uh, Father Malone in uh, Tom Welling's The Fog. So he's worked with uh, Clark Kent before, (laughs) just taking down ghost pirates. He looks really familiar. Yeah. (laughs) But 
but when they keep when they kept saying Bethany, it kept throwing me off <laughs> because I'm thinking of Bethany. Who's you Bethany? <laughs> yeah, who's, yeah, who's this like, girl that you keep talking about? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Daniel Day Kim gets abducted. Chloe nearly gets mowed down in an alley, and uh, but then the next day. Um, she's panicked about him and he shows up and he's completely fine. He's like, Oh, I got really drunk and I woke up in my own bed. I have no idea what happened. Um, th- that's after Clark and Chloe break into the bowling alley. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? We got to find clues. Smash. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was kind of a, a boring thing that, Oh, they're fine. Yeah. Somebody abducted them, but they're fine. Like it needed another – it needed some oomph. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And um, so, of course, Dr. Bethany is working with Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lex is trying to – is promising a cornea transplant for Tobias. But, you know, if he gets that surgery, it's going to take away his ability. And Lex is wanting to fill up that 33.1. Um, and, of course, he's working for good. You know, we got to keep these meteor freaks from killing everybody. So Yeah, they're terrorists. Yeah. So, um, because didn't they kill Bethany's family? Yeah, something like that. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> My next note is there Clark and Chloe's uh, suspicions of Tobias uh, come up because they see this still frame of him pointing at Daniel. And it's their thing is not about why is he pointing at Daniel, it's more like blind people don't point. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was weird. Like, blind people do point. What are you talking about? They point <laughs> like they can hear something and go, I heard it over there, you know? <sighs> Stupid. Uh, I can't I, – I'm going to uh, actually tell you about uh, an embarrassing thing. Um, back oh, about no. 20 years ago, I used to do what they called drugs, okay? <laughs> and I'm not <laughs> proud of it. It was before I was a dad. I was a dumb young idiot. But I do remember being what they'd call stoned um, outside a mall with my friends. Uh, and we we're just like, uh, you know, like sitting around, palling around. Yeah, basically a scene from Dazed and Confused, you know? And uh, all of a sudden this van pulls up and this blind guy steps out and he starts walking into the mall. And of course, my friends and I were just like, like blown away. We're like, I don't understand. He can't see, so it's not like he like he can't look at things to shop. Why? Why? Why is he here? Why is this blind guy in the mall? Wouldn't blind people have like somebody to work for them? Work with them? Or like he was by himself too? It was so, you know. I obviously. You know, 20 years later, I'm a little bit more sensitive, and I'm sorry if there are visually impaired people listening. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but in our stone adult brains, we came up with the excuse. We're like, obviously, he's here to get Taco Bell. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you come to the mall to get Taco Bell. Like, you just, ah, Taco Bell. Of course, it probably had something to do with us having the munchies. I, I don't know. Anyway, that was stupid. I should edit that out, but I probably won't. Well, I mean, me, I wouldn't have even noticed. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. I wouldn't have thought. It's that guy with the sunglasses. What do you think he's? All. What does he think he's cool or something? Is that what you probably would think? I, I don't. I would, I would not notice. You would not notice. I would be so like oblivious <laughs> to anything going on. I w- it would not have, you know, uh-huh. no right. Not on my radar at all. That's how high you got. Okay. Well, geez. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Um, so, uh, uh, Tobias, uh, gets a visit from Chloe and Clark. Are like, why are you pointing at people? Blind <laughs> people don't point. So he gets this headache. So they leave and Clark uses uh, super hearing and hears him on the phone with Dr. Bethany saying that he found another one. And so of course, Clark thinks that he can spot yes, we're, Clark. Not Yeah. We're all supposed to think he's talking about Clark. Yeah. But for some reason I knew he wasn't. I don't know how I knew it. Oh, really? You're like, oh, it's obviously Chloe. Really? Yeah, because uh, yeah. All right, that's funny. Um, because I it, like later on I wrote down Chloe is a media freak. What? <laughs> because well, but because Clark is not out, a right? media. He's not a media freak. Oh yeah, I know. But like maybe he has the ability to see people with powers or something. I mean, <laughs> or people who are not normal. I don't know, yeah. but I, for some reason I knew that it wasn't Clark. So were you surprised? I mean, or or you were like, really, we're doing this? Uh, I think I was somewhere half between. <laughs> really? Yeah. After all this time? Seriously? Uh, <laughs> and uh, Lana and Chloe have a discussion, and Lana tells Chloe that meter freaks aren't I, I, all bad. Wait, wait, wait. I think it's because I want Chloe to be oh. the Ravi. Yeah, the Xander. I want her to be the normal one. Yeah. But okay, go ahead. I'm but sorry. what if we turn her into a witch? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, Chloe uh, Lana now is obsessed with finding out finding Tobias as well. Okay, so Lana wants to go see Tobias and use him. She's like, "Hey, remember me from high school? <laughs> remember we were such good friends?" You know, one of those people. Mm-hmm. And then he says uh, she's she's wanting Tobias to confirm her suspicions because she thinks Clark is a meteor freak. Right. Meanwhile, I love Clark's little uh, how he messes with Dr. Bethany. Like he's talking about, <laughs> talk, you know, trying to get some secrets. Oh, out. this was great. I love this scene. And he uses where his... he was like grilling him, and yeah, and yeah, so he like super speeds and uh, steals his computer and hides it. After distracting him with the super breath, he like blowing a bunch of papers all over the place. Mm, that's yeah. so good. Uh, yeah. So the so the timing is a little weird, though. I wrote um, because Clark steals Bethany's laptop. He visits Jimmy, who says Chloe was taken. So he goes to Tobias and asks him. Where Bethany had taken her. <laughs> it's like, you were just with Dr. Bethany like minutes ago. What are you <sighs> talking about? So, uh, yeah. So this is where I wrote down, Chloe's a media freak. What? And Chloe ends up in the worst dental office where uh, the dental work is done through the navel. Uh, oh, yeah. And she's scantily clad. Yeah, she's a little... Just, just all the important parts are covered. Oh, my goodness. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so and I love it. She's like missing overnight, and in the morning, Jimmy already has missing posters made up, printed, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> and and I wrote, and Chloe shows up with bangs, unlike her missing poster. <laughs> uh, and Chloe doesn't understand why they why they took her. Why me? Oh, it must be because you're a, a witness. Yeah, yeah, that's right, a witness. Um, and then we have this hilarious scene where Bethany's like, listen, Lex, my laptop was stolen. And Lex is like, you didn't, you didn't, I mean, I'm sure you didn't put my name down in your classified information. Uh, well, actually, Lex, <laughs> Luther Corp is all over that classified information. Oops. Uh, 
Um, meanwhile, Lana finds Tobias, and Tobias tells Lana that Clark is the normalest guy I ever met. <laughs> She's like, really? What? <laughs> what? So we get this super tense scene back at Chloe's, uh, well, Lana, Lo- Lois's apartment, where Lois has been missing this entire episode. <laughs> she lives there, yeah. though. <laughs> and they only have one bed. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's their cousins, too. Wow, it's kind of like oh. a Game of Thrones thing going on. Um, so they bring up somehow the, the GPS overlay of Smallville showing that kryptonite people... Kryptonite infected people are being murdered like one by one. Like the dots are leaving. I mean, I mean it, it was kind of a rush to get to. I don't know. It was yeah. a weird. It was weird. A weird transition to get to this point. But what it leads to is great. <laughs> I loved it. I, okay. Because Chloe's like, hurry, Clark. Hurry, you've got to do something. She's like in a panic. I will because- not be the next red dot. Yeah. Oh, I love the and first. First, she has him X-ray her. Hmm. Yeah, we're both like, adults. Uh, yeah, we're both adults. Clark. In case, in case anybody in the audience feels awkward and weird, yeah, yeah. That these children are looking at each other naked. They're not. They're, they're adults. adults. Yeah, they've been adults since but, the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this is like completely holy shit situation going on here, and I. You know, I kind of paused it and and thought about it because if you notice, there's like thunder and lightning going on in the background just to emphasize how like crazy this all is. Yeah, but it's a neat way to to add, um, you know, it's a thrilling moment, mm-hmm. but it's done cheap. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not complicated. It's just the idea of it. Yeah, Chloe is in danger, and and having what to she's burn it out of her. Yeah, <laughs> and she says she's going to use like do. a kitchen knife to do it herself. Yeah, uh, uh, there's a fun fact here though. Uh, I wanted to point out to you um, on the screen of the GPS map where you see all the dots turning from green to red. Um, it shows the address. Uh, of, of Smallville and shows the zip code and it says it's 35409. And I just wanted to say, uh, I looked it up and if it was in use, that would place Smallville in Alabama. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 35209 is Birmingham, I guess. Yeah. Uh, mine is 350. Mm-mm. <laughs> and I don't know why anybody would care what my zip code was. Uh, yeah. What's your street address, by the way? I'll edit it out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but that was cool. I just wanted to say you live near Smallville. That's pretty cool. Oh, um, I probably do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the, the thunder and the lightning going, and Chloe screaming uh, yeah, as Clark is trying. Such to do a it. panic, and she said, "You know, she's like, I don't, I don't want to blow up or something." And he says, "Consider me your own personal bomb squad." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was so. That was that was great. That's when I was like, "Ah, uh, not that I, you know, not a shipping moment, but just a. I mean, there's friends, this, yeah. this friendship yeah. is so deep, mm-hmm. so beautiful." I felt bad because, you know, he does burn it out of her and pulls it out and he says it was just a GPS device. Like there's no explosive <laughs> at all. Also, yeah. if it's an explosive, wouldn't heat vision kind of 
trigger it maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could have been dangerous. Hand wave, hand wave, hand wave. <laughs> uh, my next note is look at Tobias pointing a gun. <laughs> um, and I, um, Dr. Bethany says, what good is a gun if you can't see? And I wrote, he, sta- he says, as he's standing still. Um, <laughs> and then Clark super speeds, ricochets the bullets. And, uh, and then Lana comes and collects it. Mm. Um, and she's like, things are starting to make sense now. Mm-hmm. All the times that something weird has happened and I've been saved you know, there was a gunshot and the bullet ended up behind me. How did mm-hmm. that, how did that happen? Yep. And, um, she says, even if you were meteor infected, it wouldn't matter. You'd still be the same Clark Kent. And this is where I like smack Clark Kent about, about you know, upside the yeah. back of his head. <laughs> like, duh. Yeah, because, <laughs> because Clark has not given Lana enough credit. Right. He's, so or maybe concerned it's about protecting doubt. her, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a bit of self doubt too. Yeah, there's. If I'm an alien, I'm going to be different to her than I was. But Lana asked Lex if he was involved, and he says, "On the soul of my unborn child, I swear it's the truth." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Lex has his own private video of uh, some uh, Chloe, uh, like a Chloe snuff film or something. <laughs> Um, and we close out the episode very creepily. We like zoom in on Chloe's like panicked eye in the video. And then we zoom to Lex's eye and then Lex looks at the camera and then it goes mm. to credits. <laughs> very creepy. <laughs> so Lex knows that Chloe is a, so now Chloe is in danger of being collected like yeah. a animal and put in his zoo. Yep, she's just waiting for her for her whatever powers to manifest. Mm, creepy. Promise. Oh, <sighs> Promise. Heartbreak after heartbreak after. I mean, like we see it over and over, and it just our hearts just break over and over. We're um, we're recording on February sixteenth, and I just wanted to say uh, the Lana and Lex wedding uh, is February twenty fourth, two thousand seven. And I will also say that this episode made me finally watch the movie Rashomon because <laughs> I'm always really yeah, I'm always like reading like and this Rashomon style plot and I'm like okay I get it it's like something seen from you know uh, something that's different from different points of view mm-hmm. but I never actually saw the movie movie is all right <laughs> yeah it's no Seven Samurai no and the girl's eyebrows in there are really really messed up <laughs> I don't understand what that's all about. So if you guys, if you want to figure out what I'm talking about, please just like Google Rashomon eyebrows. I bet Rashomon eyebrows would probably bring it up. But uh, if not, like Rashomon female, I don't know. Anyway, um, so the song that opens up this episode is even like (laughs) sad. We see like everybody preparing for the wedding and it those are eyebrows i don't know what those are i think it's just what are they they're muppet eyebrows because they're way too high on her forehead yeah i don't think they're eyebrows anyway i also uh if you follow me at l robinero i i tweeted several times as i was watching and put and took screen caps 
like just aghast. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> anyway, um, so the song that opens the episode is sad. Um, the lyric "You could be happy," you know, is being you could be. mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it's definitely a needle drop. Snow Patrol, um, and everybody's getting ready. Some people are happier than others, um, and <laughs> to, you know. We haven't heard that Lana's lost her baby yet, even though she's fallen downstairs, fallen through a skylight, <laughs> knocked out, thrown into like uh, uh, a whole room full of IV stands uh, and just countless other things. Um, now we have um, Lana being tied up in a corset. <laughs> and you can see her like like flinch as the thing is tied. And that's just, you know, it's very tropey. <laughs> Yes. But it's also, you know, it's metaphoric. She's feeling, oh shit, <laughs> this is happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lo- uh, Clark, meanwhile, sends his uh, prom picture into orbit. <laughs> because he's very angry. Oh, yeah, and he's going to get angrier. <laughs> uh, so uh, the first part is from Clark's perspective. And uh, each one of these opens up with a dream. So Clark's dream. Is Lana and Lex are saying their vows And uh, then suddenly He comes behind Lex and murders him Mm. And then He's like hey I saved you And she's like what And then she just takes the blade from him and kills herself Um, Because that would be his worst fear That he He saves her But oh She doesn't want him You know she would be turning her back on him Yeah yeah, but so. it is weird that you know he's actually dreaming of committing murder. <laughs> I mean, I understand maybe he's that angry at Lex, but like Clark can I know doesn't murder anybody. Even yeah, his dreams. but it's it's kind of uh, foreshadowing something that happens. Yeah, later, right? Later, later. What are you talking about? <laughs> what was it? what episode was it that uh, somebody was going to shoot? Lex. Oh, that's Clark. that's progeny. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good scene. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that. Um, meanwhile, Clark. So Clark wakes up. He's in a panic, and then he just decides to do some chores, and he sends a hay a hay bale through like one of the banisters in the barn, and he gets a phone call. And Chloe is stuck in the cooler of the Luther wine cellar, the famous Luther wine yeah, cellar, and she's so non uh, non. Plume? What's the word? And plus? Where you don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. Yeah, okay. Nom de plume. She doesn't care. She's okay with it. Yeah. Because Clark will take care of it. He just handles things. That's what he does. It, He's yeah. my best friend. He just handles it. In in the other uh, one of the other uh, versions of this, it she like turns and sees the door being pushed closed, and it really looks like somebody's pushing the door closed. So you would think she'd be more panicked about it, but at this point, it's more like. Oh, the door closed on me. Damn it. You know? So he zips in, rips the door off his hinges, wells the hinges with his heat vision, and um, and then has a discussion with Chloe about, you know, she wants Clark to tell Lana, but he's not going to. She's like, he's just going to trap herself in a loveless marriage. She's not going to know the truth. Uh, so were you thinking anything might have been up at that point, or were you just kind of following along? <laughs> no, I, I, I was a little, you know, interested that it was a, a very, it was a very self-conscious conversation, uh-huh. you know, so, but That's I wasn't 
very suspicious. There, we have talked about these conversations on Smallville, where Chloe and Clark talk openly about things that if somebody were to overhear, <laughs> it would probably uh-huh. cause problems. And yeah, someone's always overhearing them. Uh, so we see the watch again. Martha gave it to Jonathan Kent, Jonathan, and uh, to the love of my life. And he talks to Martha about how did you know he was the one? And Martha says they risked everything to be together. And uh, this time, rather than telling uh, Clark to leave Lana alone, she's like, well, you know, Martha took a chance with Jonathan. So, you know, um, wondering if Lana's happy or not. Anyway, so um, Clark rushes to the the mansion and it's like, oh, my God. Like, Lana immediately is like, yes, I was in denial. Lex isn't enough. I'll explain it to the barn at five and gives him a kiss. (sighs) Uh, she gives him hope. Yes. And as like, he's leaving. Like, okay. Like, it's like, okay, this is the way it's really supposed to be. Uh-huh. Like, we've just been going down this Lex marriage path, you know, and we now we're corrected things. Things are going to be right in the world. And, oh, God. And there's something we kind of noticed at the end of this scene right before it cuts to quote unquote commercial. Um, she's looking a little jittery. And, um,. And there's somebody coming to the door, and we think it might be Lex. Mm-hmm. So when we come back to – More on that later. Yeah. When we come back, we have Lex's dream, and uh, he's just in this giant – Oh, he's like dreaming about the – he's dreaming about the uh, ultrasound. Yep. And it's just on this giant screen, and all of a sudden it just turns and looks at him, and its eyes like glow. Yeah. It's ah. so weird. Like, I mean, even knowing what we know now – Yeah. Like, why was he dreaming this? I is think, it his his guilt? He feels guilty? I think so. I think so. I think it's just this is going to catch up with you eventually. Um, so uh, Lex is feeling powerless. He's worried that Lana will see through him. He's talking to Lionel. And Lionel says, what would you do to make sure that she does uh, show up at the wedding? And he's like, anything. And then Lionel says, then she will. Yeah. Yeah, because Lionel is still – he's trying to get in Lex's good graces. Mm. Or maybe get some more power, mm-hmm. uh, more of a power grab because uh, it seems like a power grab at the end, you know, which is just mm-hmm. – I just can't understand Lionel. <laughs> and, you know, uh, it, I, I – you know, he's good guy. I don't know. Was he like rejected by Martha and like, well, maybe I'll uh, – well, I mean, I think that he knows Lana and he knows people well enough to know that she'll go for his offer. Yeah. That he won't have to follow through. Because, yeah, I was thinking, you know, if he has to hurt Clark, that's going to really – that's going to go against what he wants. He wants right. Martha. So, but, yeah, I just think that he knows people well enough and knows Lana well yeah. enough to know that she won't. And she won't test him on it. Yeah, and I think he—I don't think he would hurt Clark. Like he, I think he—he's certainly been know. acting like he wants to be. Like he covered up for Clark when Lex suspected things. I don't know. It's—it's it's almost like he wants yeah. to have all the information and all the power. Yeah, but I think he, he would hurt Clark. Sides. Yeah, if he knew that it. But if he, it, I think he wants Martha, and I think that's all he wants. Mm. 
So Lex receives a phone call, and he tell and Lex tells the caller that he's you know he's really angry, and he says he's going to meet that person later. And Lionel overhears it; he knows that something's wrong. And so Lex goes and meets in the basement of the mansion, uh, in the crypts, I guess, <laughs> of Luther Mansion. Uh, Doctor Langston, he tries some blackmail about what's really going on with Lana, and. Uh, Lex kind of lunges for him, but and Langston stumbles back and smashes his head on this crypt, and uh, and it, it plays like some sort of silent horror movie. We have an organ going crazy for some reason. Yeah, for some reason there's a crypt, and there's also there's also a bunch of fog in this crypt too. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I noticed that Lex was walking through the dry ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he ends up putting. Uh, Langston in the crypt Who knows what was in the crypt before But um, And uh, So he's panicked And getting himself ready for the wedding And uh, Chloe shows up To get him out of there And it turns out the ceremony started like 10 minutes ago But there has been no sign of Lana And so We finally see things from Lana's perspective And Lana's dreaming of An episode do you remember what the name of the episode is? <laughs> Wait, what? Do you know what episode Lana is dreaming about? Where she's in a tornado flying about? Oh, that's the season one finale. <laughs> well, it's technically season two premiere. Vortex. Oh, Vortex. Yeah, the season one finale, we see uh, Lana go up into the tornado and Clark goes, Lana! And run, in, run into the tornado and the, then credits. One of the best. One of the best finales. Mm. Um, so... She comes out into the library. She like she opens up a book in the li- in Lex's library and pulls out this article about the tornado and she's just, like pondering it and then she uh, and and then she puts it back into the book and hides it when Lex comes out. So it's like why was why was her Yeah, was she <laughs> hiding that for herself? And and why there? Like it and why why hide it at all? I don't <laughs> Or was that Something was that Lex's article that he was hiding. She, I, that was very strange. Also, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the article says that she was on her way to a school fundraiser picnic, and that the people at the picnic hurried to her rescue and took her to the hospital. And my trivia question for you is: What was she really doing? <laughs> Wait, say that again. The article, the the newspaper article, it says uh-huh. that Lana was uh, was found. After she was on her way to a school fundraiser picnic, and the people at the picnic like rescued her and took her to the hospital. So, my trivia question for you is: What was Lana doing? She was like running away from home. Nope. And Clark, what was she doing? <laughs> she was coming back from doing something. Come back from. <laughs> I have no idea. Everybody in the listening audience is screaming. At, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's uh, she was dropping somebody off. Do, 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 do. Oh, she was sending Whitney off to war. Yep, she dropped him off at the bus station, <laughs> and true. she was on her way back, and that's when she got caught up. Um, so we see the scene of her saying goodbye to Lex, but we also see how well Lana can act because we saw it from Lex's perspective and. She was acting a little haunted, but she's definitely, you can see from this point of view that she's, I don't know, um, uh, close to, not very, has very much has uh, cold feet. Um, And then we see 
Aunt Nell, <laughs> who is returned to Smallville. Any reaction from you, Aunt Nell? Are you an Aunt Nell fan? I, I, I don't I, no, no. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> Were you happy to see Aunt Nell? <laughs> not really. <laughs> Uh, so she knows something was wrong and she says she's that Lana's got to protect herself. She's got to resolve all her doubts. And, um, and I just wanted to mention that we haven't seen her since season two's episode, Ryan, and we're not going to see her again until Blaine seduces her in a bar in the second episode of I zombie. (laughs) Well, I'm sure she, so we never see her again. No, she's not on Smallville ever again. That was it. Mm. No more. Ain't no. Um, so, um, it looks like Lana set up a trap. She tells Chloe that she hid a present for Lex in the wine cooler. The wine cooler, not a bottle of wine cooler. <laughs> and Lana ends up locking her in. And, uh, yeah, Lana hides and completely bug-eyed when, she, like, everything happens in front of her. She sees everything. She hears everything. Um, and the cool part about this, besides just the realization that, Lana's seeing everything finally, you know, she's, she knows pretty much everything except that he's an alien. Um, you can actually, uh, see, okay. So this is a little bit of a, a, a trivia fact. Um, when, wait, hold on. Where are we? What's going on? I can't remember. Are you, uh, like doing something else while we're talking? <laughs> no. What happened? <laughs> the, the trap, the wine cellar. The, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so. Um, when Clark comes speeding in, you can see the, like the red blur, like you normally can, but yeah, in, it, you know, in the first, um, I think it was uh, Clark's perspective, but from Lana's perspective, um, you can see him just like when he takes off, he just disappears, just gone. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this now. Yeah. I remember thinking, was this a mistake in post-production? Um, it's not been said, but fan theories have it, um, that this is, they're trying to show what it looks like from a normal person's point of view of what Clark's okay. super speeding really looks like. But there's, you know, there's continuity it's with so that. It's so fast that you can't, it's so fast you can't even see it. Yeah. And there's continuity with that too. You know, sometimes he speeds in and all papers fly all over the place. Sometimes he speeds in and he's just kind of standing there. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. where'd you come from? Sometimes it seems like there's a noise. Yeah. So now we see why she's so jittery um, when Clark comes and sees her because it seems that she's been sitting in that library thinking about the whole, the last six seasons of Smallville going, whoa, it's all making sense. And uh, so we have that whole scene and then we see the shadow of the door. It was Lionel who had yeah. – who comes in and Lana is, has, is actually writing a letter um, saying that you know she's done with Lex, doesn't want to marry him. And of course, it's like sitting there in the opening when Lionel comes in and he picks it up and he's he's pissed. He says, this is going to destroy Lex. And then he realizes, oh, you know Clark's secret. And um, he basically threatens. He's like, you marry Lex Luthor, marry my son, or I'm going to kill Clark Kent, which is like, wow. <laughs> and she believes him. Yep. So she is trapped. She is trapped. So we fast forward to the this, this ceremony. Where's Lana? Meanwhile, Clark's in the barn proposing to Shelby, who's looking entirely unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> I love Shelby so much. <laughs> um, all right. So from the book of Smallville, uh, Martha and Nell are there, right? 
so it's Sarah Jane Redman and Annette O'Toole. Um, uh, it says, Redman and O'Toole improvised a scene that didn't make it into the final cut. We had just a few lines where I sat down next to her in the front pew and and said, thank you so much for your note about Jonathan, o, uh, O'Toole reveals. Nell used to date Jonathan. Sure, there was jealousy and bad blood, but I thought, how lovely, they're at this wedding, which they both know is a mistake, and that rift has healed. He's dead now. Let's be friends. We both loved him. <laughs> so that was from her point of view. Um but of course they they cut all that out. But I, I, I actually was happy that they put this in this book because I had this idea when we see them sitting together like they were just having a conversation, <laughs> but uh-huh. or they were about to start one. I think it seemed. Like, I don't know. Um, also, uh, so Lana shows up, of course, and she is gorgeous. Oh yeah, that dress. I have something about the dress for you. Um, oh. Is it a Vera Wang? Is it a who is it? Who is it made by? Uh, Monique Lulier. No idea. Designer named Monique Lulier. Um, costumer Caroline Cranston reveals. I got a ton of bridal magazines, and this one dress I looked at and was like, if I could put her in a dress like this. Then we hit the bridal shops and found the dress, and uh, did some fittings with Kristen. It looked beautiful, and I thought it represented the Luther money and the Luther look very well. And Lexi's <laughs> suits is a Dolce and Gabbana. And she says, we decided to stay away from a tux because it was just Lex and Lionel. And it's actually quite contemporary to wear an expensive suit rather than a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tuxes do look dated. Mm-hmm. So Lex and Lana exchange vows. And there's Clark standing off at the back of the church. <laughs> so begging on the glass. No. <laughs> <laughs> And we see like little quick shots, and we you know we see Clark sad. We see Martha's looking sad. We see Lionel. He's got this little bit of a sneer on his face, like he's like, "Fuck yeah, you're gonna marry my son." <laughs> <laughs> and Lana is tearing up right as it's you know the final "You make us the bride" and everything happens. You know, actually, I, it's funny. I don't even think they said "You make us the bride." It, it's weird how. They, like I present to you, Mister and Missus uh, Lex Luthor, or something like that. They yeah, turn and he and just look. kisses her. Yeah, yeah. And then he just decides to kiss her. Like they were like standing there for a minute, and then I was like, "Oh, I probably should kiss her." I don't know. <laughs> um, so Lex is super psyched, and Lana is super upset, and she looks like she's about to break down crying. And luckily, Lex like leaves leaves her alone, and uh, Clark then shows up, and he's so hurt, and uh, Lana tells him. To let it go. I want to be with Lex. Um, and Clark says, we should be together. I know you want to as well. And she says, I haven't had a change of heart. And Clark is so ready to give them, give her the secret, tell her the secret. Um, and says, look me in the eye and tell me you pick Lex over me. And she mm. looks him in the eye and says, sorry, Clark. I love Lex. Oh. Mm. Um, meanwhile, um, Lex is still worrying, uh, worried about a murder and gets a slap from his father <laughs> over this murdered doctor in the basement, calls him pathetic. Like this sounds like season one, Lex, you know? Yeah. You don't have the guts to plan a successful murder. And, uh, Lex offers anything, anything he can do to, you know, so his father can help him. And, um, Lionel says, you'll know when it's time to collect. And Lana gets a kiss from Lionel. Welcome to the family. Mm. Oh, 
So we have Rice getting tossed, Happy Groom, Sad Bride, Clark looks on, and Lex shoots him like this quick little smirk, and then kisses Lana in the limo because he knows that Clark's watching through that back window. And and Lex allows Lana to, you know, he just kind of like turns away after the kiss. But you know he's thinking, go ahead, look back at him. Go ahead. And and it's funny because they have this song playing going, oh, heavenly day. <laughs> it was so like, nope, not heavenly at all. <laughs> pain, pain, pain. Pain, pain, pain. Um, from the Book of Smallville. <laughs> Uh, Al Guff. I think that promise was probably the darkest wedding episode you'd, you're ever going to see on television. <laughs> Lana knew she was doomed. I think Lex in his heart knew that too. And until she showed up at the last minute, he thought, okay, Lana's not going to be here. But he was going to do anything to make sure she was. So when they're both walking down the aisle, he's killed somebody, she's been forced into this, and they're both completely screwed. I think it's great how they're just doomed. The episode's writers knew that promise was going to be a catalyst change for several characters. Promise was always going to be a turning point, not just because of the marriage, uh, episode co-writer Kelly Souders reveals. We looked at it as opportunity to make it a turning point in all of our characters' lives. We talked a lot about how the episode should be shown through Lana's point of view. And I think the final decision was that it was actually a pivotal day for everyone. It's an important day for Lex and for Clark. And so that's why we should chose to have them each wake up out of a dream rather than just framing it all through Lana's point of view and her flashbacks. However, the real heartbreak of the episode is reserved for Lana. Souders notes, The worst thing that could happen to Lana on a day when she's forced to, going to be forced to marry Lex Luthor is for her to find out the truth about Clark and realize there's really nothing standing in the way of them being together. Or so she mm-hmm. thought. <laughs> yeah, that, that is what was so tragic, <sighs> is we were so close, so close, mm-hmm. closer than ever before for Lana to know the secret and... We know that if, even if she knew, nothing would change. Everything would be fine. But something else happened to uh, stand in the way. It's just heartbreaking. Nobody gets to be happy. That's not good TV. No. <laughs> Shall we talk about these next two episodes quickly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So. Because surprisingly, this next episode's pretty good. Combat. Yes, when I saw all these wrestlers <laughs> yeah, in the credits, yeah. I was like, what the, who the, what? Oh, this is going to be terrible. Uh, Ashley Massaro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ashley Massaro plays Athena from WWE. She's pretty new to WWE at this point. She is, and she actually, it's funny, they bring her on. She's kind of one of the big stars, the divas, I guess. I never really watched WWE wrestling. I, I watched it back in the 80s. <laughs> Oh, when it was WWF. But uh, Ashley here only stayed in it about three to four years and then left the whole wrestling scene to take care of her daughter. So it's mm. funny. She like shot the fame in this arena, no pun intended, and got a, got a role on Smallville because she was like one of the big wrestlers or the divas or whatever. And then like left it all. <laughs> uh, and, and also it says in her IMDb credits that she's good friends with Crispin Glover. <laughs> And Isn't he like extremely? Uh, I mean, what's the word? Any word that you follow extremely with, and you're describing <laughs> Crispin Glover. I'm, I'm okay. Weird. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to say weird. I was going to say <laughs> what's the word that they say when they try not to say weird? 
Special? Uh, <laughs> Odd? Uh, oh. Guessing Words with Stuff is my favorite game. I know. I can't think. <laughs> All right. So let me tell you, you, you keep thinking. I'll tell you more trivia. Um, uh, Titan is played by Kane or his birth name, Glenn Jacobs. Uh, he has been in the WWE since 1995 at this point And here we are uh, More than 20 years later He is still in the WWE um, also, Really? Yeah Other than that, like his big uh, claim to fame Is the horror movies uh, See No Evil See No Evil 2 uh, they, mm-hmm. they came out They were, they were, they were movies we also, yeah, I mean, I thought that I remembered that he was an actor. Uh-huh. I'm using air quotes here. <laughs> that he acted before, but yeah. I, I had no idea what she was. She was like, I, it seemed like a flash in the pan. She didn't have much credits, um, mm-hmm. and it seemed like she was just in it. Made her money. I think she must have gotten injured or something too. Um, mm, probably yeah, so. so. Uh, we also have a returning uh, Smallville player, Michael Eklund, playing Richter here. Michael was in the episode Jitters, your favorite. Um, he was, uh, I believe, the janitor that uh, got shook to death. Um, as uh-huh. yeah. is this the like the MC? Yes, I like him. He was nominated for a 2008 Leo Award for best performance by a male in a dramatic series for this episode. What? Yeah, like or best guest performance like- rather. <laughs> Looks like he's he would love to be in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, he's great. <laughs> Winona or Earp fans know him as Bobo. Uh, he's in uh, so many other things too. Uh, he, I just love I love his performance in this episode because you know first he's just this she's a presenter, you know, and an announcer, and yeah, and then then he's got his button down personality as the head of uh, Bell Reeve. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like a a character you'd see on Gotham. <laughs> yep. Uh, so my opening thoughts here, uh, guy, uh, we have a like a bodyguard or somebody ogling Athena as well as yeah. the camera. The camera does that as well, quite a bit. Why? Why? Like I don't under I don't understand why we uh, changed the um, the the. Uh, Continuity changed the it put. Why did we start towards the end? <laughs> like, why did we start where we did? Oh, right. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I think it was just the shock of like seeing Clark at the end of it all being you know, thrown about, and then it's like, well, how would Clark get to this fight? I mean, oh, is it really did, that how huge did of he a? Get into, <laughs> how did he get into this mess? I I think it would have been more okay. of a. What uh, kind of teaser for this episode if we saw Clark in the middle of the ring and all of a sudden Lois Lane steps out and then they cut the credits and then they say 46 hours it, earlier. Yeah. It's not big, not a big surprise that Clark is fighting some guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, you're right. it's that he's got to fight Lois. That's a little bit more of a <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, so we find out that, yeah, through Martha, that Clark has been serving up some justice. Um, so he's been like being a vigilante, yeah, sort of wrangling up criminals and turning them into the police, yeah, and uh, just really working through his feelings on people's faces, <laughs> 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 and uh, and also uh, 
he's very much wanting to get rid of he wants to get rid of the zoners and uh he goes and meets up with chloe and they they discover there's this online uh game that chooses live or die whether or not you want somebody to get murdered in on the screen in front of you sorry freaky like this it's really freaky this underground (laughs) secret online you know gambling yeah club i mean it's it's so really dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And it's, you know, I don't know. It's very, very weird to see like on Smallville, like all of a sudden it's like a Spartacus arena or whatever, you know? Um, although if this was a tonight episode, I would probably, <laughs> uh, nope, not a tonight episode. Um, so <laughs> my favorite thing, I mean, there's so Clois, many. Clois, sh- Clois. Lois shows up again finally She's been gone for episodes Uh huh Yeah Where does she show up? She shows up At the apartment right? No Yeah she comes to the apartment She's been out of town Like chasing a a, a chupacabra Yeah Um Oh I wanted to mention The the reason why um, Clark thinks that uh, This guy Titan Is a uh, Zoner is they do a still frame on this streaming image and they zoom in and uh, he's like, oh, he's not meteor affected. He's from the Phantom Zone. And it's like, why is that? Well, he's got Kryptonian tattooed on his arm. And like, uh, to me, that doesn't sound like a, an actual evidence of being from the Phantom Zone. I mean, we've seen Kryptonian written on caves. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, we've seen Kryptonian on. All sorts of different things, even in Japan. What, what, what's to say that this, some dude got a Kryptonian tattoo? It doesn't mean he was from the Phantom Zone. Well, I, I, I bought it. I was okay with it. Yeah, I don't know. Episode with wrestlers, we might as well just keep it, yeah. keep it moving along. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Lana decides that they're not going to go on their honeymoon because, you know, the baby. And she's like... Oh, is, oh. is this where they toast... Lex gives her like sparkling yeah. juice. Yeah. And he watches her drink it. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah. And uh he's like, Hey, things are gonna get back to normal once uh, once the baby's here. You know. Once the baby's here we'll we'll figure no we'll figure things out. No, nothing is normal. You have a baby. It is not normal. <laughs> Spoiler, she doesn't have a baby. Uh <laughs> Lois goes to the hangar. She is dressed in one heck of a red leather outfit. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell happened there? Whoa. Where's she? I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm going to go investigating. I'll wear this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to use my alter ego, uh, the stripper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have one heck of a, what was it? A Stars and Stripes Forever routine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the Book of Smallville. The episode gave Lois a chance to go undercover in a very revealing red jumpsuit. Wasn't that fun? Erica Durant's laughs. There, there's a really great, gr- yeah, there's a really great creative man here in Vancouver, and he makes a lot of these costumes from scratch. He made Justin's for the Green Arrow, and he makes, uh, he made this one uh, 
he makes those outfits specifically to fit you. It was actually quite a comfortable outfit, and I just got a kick out of it. Shiny red leather? What other job, even in the acting world, can you say that you're that one day you're in jeans and a tank top, and the next day you're in some strange red getup with boots? When they brought it out, I thought, this is so perfect. <laughs> it's the hero colors, it's very cartoony, and it's just like stepping into a whole other environment. I got a good laugh out of it. <laughs> Ah, Erica. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, yeah, Lois a little flirty with Athena here. Woo. Yeah, yeah, that was hot. She's like, Athena, come. Kitty cat. Come uh, hang out in my cousin bed later. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty cat, is your, your daddy proud of you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I love it. You know, this poor, this woman is brought on because she's like this wrestler, you know, like, oh my gosh, she's this WWE diva. Lois beats her ass pretty easily. <laughs> I was really surprised how easy that fight was. Um, well, Lois, you know, because she's a general's daughter. And, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Navy SEALs taught her to swim. Army brat means really tough. That's it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Army brat means that you possess all of the qualities of every branch of the military. Yep. <laughs> she could probably fly a helicopter. You know, yeah. she knows how to load a weapon in like two seconds or something. Uh, right. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the manor, uh, the Luther mansion, uh, Lex discovers that his facility in Corto Maltese is compromised by the Green Arrow. And we see a quick shot of a smiling Green Arrow taking out the camera. I don't think that was Justin Harlan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was either stunt double or it was something they reused from Justice, I'm thinking, because there was a lot mm-hmm. of him walking in front of cameras in there, too. Uh, it wasn't very clear. Yeah. Lana falls to the floor in pain. Was it something you drank? Maybe. Um, <laughs> gets taken to the medical center and. Uh, Lana is looking for Dr. Langston And Lex is like oh, He didn't return my call uh, <laughs> The reception in that crypt uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah Lex has got to tell her she's lost the baby and Oh god that was so sad Lana starts crying She's just ruined I, I felt so bad for Lana mm-hmm. Uh but how convenient that it happens immediately after the wedding. Like mm, now like she's mine. She's she, yeah. Um. So meanwhile, Clark is trying to get into the Fight Club. Uh, this meek, mild uh, Maddox turns into a cocky freakazoid once Clark catches a bullet in front of him. Oh, he loved that. Oh, oh I can exploit that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Again, just great, great guest acting. Um. And he calls him the Man of Steel. And he's like, Some, something tells me that no one's going to ever forget that. And we see now Clark is dressed up like Cal. <laughs> you know, he's in he's in full like red kryptonite mode to for this uh, for this uh, match. Which there were actually like teaser photos for this episode that leaked, and you know, some people did think that Clark was going to be on red kryptonite again because he was in like black leather. Yeah, looking all badass. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so we have the Man of Steel versus Vixen. <laughs> and uh, they actually took that name. Kitty Cat. Did you know that? Um, did you know that Vixen is actually a character on Legends of Tomorrow now? Yes. She's the animal spirit girl. 
Yeah, that's that sh- cartoon show that was on CW Seed. Oh yeah, well she's also a character on Legends of Tomorrow now. Yeah, yeah they brought her into the live one that action. has the, it, it has the amulet that she can turn into animals. Yeah, but it's or funny because like the power of animals. Uh, one of my teases, I said something about like you know we're going to see someone dressed up like a Marvel character. She's L- Lois without the jacket looks a lot like Electra <laughs> to me. Oh. She's got those gloves and it looks kind of I don't know wrapped up. It looks a lot like Electra to me. I don't know. Or she looks like Gwen Raiden. Gwen Raiden. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That too. Uh, Lois tries punching. Or rather, Gwen Raiden looks like Electra. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Lois tries punching Clark. Of course, it hurts. Okay. Who was it that was just mentioning how somebody tried to punch Clark and it hurt them, but then later on, somebody tries to punch Clark was a Ray in our group, and it, I'm assuming. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, that's kind of not – they don't – that's kind of – Oh, my God. Goes. She does look like <laughs> – she does look like Gwen Raiden. You're right. Sorry. Oh, man. I was like, huh? Okay. Yeah, totally. Um, I love that Lois – Lois could – Lois could really get hurt. Lois, Lois is in a lot of danger, and she is – she has no idea how dangerous this is right now. Right. Like what is she gonna do? She's gonna perform for the cameras. I, I don't. I don't know what she's expecting to do. <laughs> but like, luckily, she gets knocked out. Yeah, I like when Lois like turns away from Clark, like holding her fist, like ah, and Clark takes that opportunity to just totally heat vision the all the servers, take out all the cameras, <laughs> and then Titan comes out and he's like Kal-El. and uh, uh, the poor announcer there gets just knocked across the room by Titan and kills him immediately. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of back to the teaser And yeah Titan beats on Clark quite a bit But oh, man My turn I just <laughs> so happy mm-hmm. Clark- And what's so great about this fight mm-hmm. Is they show They um they show like the power of these punches. Yeah. Like they're not just typical punches. They show with an effect the uh just the ripples of energy that comes off as they punch each other and kick each other. I don't know if it's Superman the animated series or if it was Justice League. There's a cartoon where um Superman has to fight Darkseid. And there there's just this great moment where they're like fighting each other physically. And all of a sudden, he's like, I just realized, with you, I don't have to hold back at all, you know? And so he just really lays into him, and it's this gigantic fight between the two of them. And it just reminded me a lot about, like, he doesn't have to hold back beating on this guy. Um, Yeah. Because it has to be different than just a man-on-man. It has to be, it has to show their power. Mm -hmm. I love when... Clark says, my turn, and he turns it around. He jumps up and throws his fist. And you know that's actually... so good. You know that's called a Superman punch, right? No. (laughs) That is a Superman punch. (laughs) It's it's actually a mixed martial arts move. Um, It's also known as the Cobra punch, jumping punch, or diving punch. But uh, it's mostly known as the Superman punch. Just that jump up and then just throw your whole fist into somebody. (laughs) Hmm. And uh, who 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 is Clark's stunt double? Um, I don't know if it's that guy from that reality show anymore, Christopher Sayer. No, I'm sure. I don't know if it's him anymore, Christopher Sayer. Um, but I don't know. I'm not sure. 
Clark does a K- uh, uppercut KO. Titan falls on his own claw thing, and he gets up and says, "Good fight." <laughs> then he just dies. And uh, I actually had to take some stock here at this point because it's weird how these zoners, like some of them, come out as phantoms, and some of them have come out as actual like alien beings. So uh-huh. for my own sake and for your sake, I wrote it down here. So the phantoms are Zod, uh, Bow Wow, Baron, <laughs> and Dr. Hudson. Uh-huh. They all came out as phantoms. And of course – Wait, Dr. Hudson, Dr. Hudson. He was Dr. the Hudson. one in Labyrinth, the one that was – Oh, my, oh, oh. Normal yeah. again. <laughs> uh, and also there was that one that's flying around in Argentina. Don't forget about that one. Um. And then the aliens that came out were Gloria, Poison Ivy, uh, Alder, um, which is the um, Guardians of the Galaxy guy, Dave Bautista. Yeah, had to spit that out. Uh-huh. Raya, uh, who died by Bow Wow, and then Titan. So there are seven that have come out already. So, Okay. Yeah. What are you posting in our group? <laughs> oh, uh, it's just flashed I'm, up in I'm front of me. Up, I'm looking up uh, stuff about stunt doubles. Oh, okay. So yeah. Uh, so how many do we have left? <laughs> Who knows? There were seven points of light that came out of um, the sky when Clark came to Earth, and one of those points of light was Clark. Well, they're here now. The count is. Uh, eight, including Clark. So I don't know if they really were keeping track of it when they set that up. But yeah, uh, it doesn't really mean yeah. anything. Um, so Martha and Clark have a discussion about Clark having to kill some of these aliens. You know, because what what else are they going to do? Uh, Martha tells him that his feelings make him human, and uh, he's not just angry. He's angry about Lana. And at some point, you're going to have to let her go. And we cut over to Lana just sitting in a dark nursery. And she says that she's so sorry she lost her baby. <laughs> and she says, I just need my files. I need to look. I need to like read everything. Just bring – get to find Langston and Langston's files. Uh, we find out Langston was killed in a car accident. And uh, the very next scene is Lex just burning these files in the fireplace in the next room. <laughs> and uh, – <laughs> And he takes one look at that ultrasound picture and a single tear comes out of his eye and he throws the picture into the fire. <sighs> so this is the part where I take a drink. <laughs> yeah. What was up with that? Like, is he mourning the baby that never even existed? Well, that's the thing. I think at this point you're supposed to think that she lost the baby. He's, He's sad. She lost the baby. You weren't supposed mm-hmm. to think that he was up to any. You knew. I mean, there were some clues that you know that he's up to something. Something's you don't going exactly on. know what it is. Yeah, but you're supposed to believe that he's sad. That she's sad. Now, if you put it together, oh, he gave her a drink. You know, you might be a little bit more suspicious of what's going on. But in the mm-hmm. end, um, you you know, at this point, I think you're supposed to think, oh man, you know. If if you did believe that he had some part in taking making Lana miscarry, um, that he said that he did that, and there's some sort of evil thing that's pushing him to do that, and we'll find out later. But knowing what we know now after seeing Progeny, you know, we'll talk about that stuff. I think at this point he's like, this is the beginning of the end. 
You know, this is, it's not, I, I, I mean, I, or just hurting Lana hurts him, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's also twisted. <laughs> so let's talk about progeny. This is uh, the one where Chloe's mom is Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chloe's mom is supposed to have blonde hair, but now she has black hair. Yeah. And uh, Linda Carter said uh, that she offered to wear a blonde, a blonde wig, but I'm assuming that's, you know, this is a bit of stunt casting, and who wants to see yeah, Linda Carter want, in a blonde wig? Right. They want to see Wonder Woman. Yeah, they want to see Wonder Woman. She's gorgeous. <sighs> and <laughs> I love this little flashback we start off with. Little Fox Mulder Chloe writing about Nessie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a big uh, clockser. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe Fox shipper. Me of my shows will cross. I don't know what that means. It means Chloe deserves to be a Fox Mulder because they'd be a, 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 an amazing team. Oh, yeah, they would. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Mommy's saying goodbye to her daughter and uh, yeah, the men in the white suits are here for me, Chloe. I, don't ask me where your father is. And uh, <laughs> uh, so we flash to the president. Lex gets driven off the road. The driver, like, smashes Lex's window, knocks him out with a flashlight, steals his flash drive, and it pans up and we see it's Chloe. What? <laughs> oh no, are her powers manifesting? Yeah, I don't know. What's going on? Uh Chloe wakes up and he's she's just like, "Who's been wearing my boots?" <laughs> and where's my cousin? <laughs> she's still gone. <laughs> um It's my turn to sleep in the bed. <laughs> yeah. She's not here. Lois sitting here. I can sleep in the bed by myself. <laughs> yeah. Um and then she tells Clark, she's like, Look, yeah, two days ago I was typing and I'm at the Daily Planet and I woke up at home. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, you're telling him now? <laughs> you realize yeah, there's a three-hour drive between your work and home. <laughs> and that's too close to two episodes ago where yeah. people were disappearing and waking up fine. She would have immediately suspected, oh, man, that shit was happening to Daniel Day Kim. It's happening to me. <laughs> or well, it yeah. happened to me again, rather. Yeah. Uh, so Lana's not sleeping. Um, she's not telling anybody about the miscarriage and wants a complete checkup by a doctor. So Lex makes an appointment for her and Clark is bringing Chloe to work in his brand new truck. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and, (laughs) and they stop by the Lex, Lex's accident scene where Lex left his car. And uh, discover that uh, Chloe's button is in his car, um, which I love. I love the little super speed. Grab yeah, it's it, yeah. He super speeds while she's talking to like she she's in mid sentence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't write a lot of notes for this one. I gotta admit. Um, <laughs> this, I know it's boring. I, it's, and and it's not just it's not that it's such a bad episode. It's the tone, the music is uh-huh. very slow. And I guess after uh you know the episode combat, uh-huh. they wanted to do something different. That's what I that's how I take it. They want to do something different. And it's a very slow and the music will like lull you to sleep. <laughs> Well, we've been we've been waiting for the other shoe to drop about Chloe's mom, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, me and you had a discussion on Facebook about stunt casting and how that affects you know the writing and stuff. And 
I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt by saying, oh, what they might not have known it was going to be a stunt cast. And I actually just remembered that I think last season when we first saw like the back of Chloe's mom, there was a, mm-hmm. a little bit of trivia that said, oh, they're waiting to stunt cast that, <laughs> that character. So they didn't show her. Uh, so you, I just wanted to say you're right. so what's uh chloe decides discovers it's her mom and goes to the the yeah it's like it's like um her mother was 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 calling out to her was sending her these signals these this sent her on this path of finding her but why couldn't she if she can control her why didn't she just say come to this place where lex has me hidden (laughs) i guess she wanted to get the flash drive so she would have some sort of evidence or something i don't know i the whole thing kind of annoys me (laughs) Hmm. because it's like She's got the power to control media freaks, and like, like we didn't hear any sort of anything about that before. That she might have had a power or something. I prefer it to be like, like I preferred having Chloe have a mother that was, you know, in a mental hospital, and have her worry that she was going to slip over the edge or something. Yeah, um, I, I I would have rather it dealt with like mental health and not be like actually it's not mental health. She had some sort of power that she has is worried is going to be controlled. Somebody's going to control her to control that power, so she elects to make herself catatonic in order to save people from being. I, I just hated it. I, I hated that. Yeah, like, but because it's such a setup for one episode, it's so. Um, oh. Here she is for one episode, and we'll never see her again, and we have an excuse for where she is Yeah. instead of she died. <laughs> you know, they could have killed her off. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just such a, such a phony setup for an episode. Yeah, after we have thought for seasons now that Chloe is worried that she'll have mental issues. Yeah. Like her brother. It just would have worked better if it was something to do with that rather than mm-hmm. – and I just like – you know, I mean, just kind of skipping the end of the whole thing, the the whole thing where she's just like, I need to go back to Catatonia, but mom, we can get, we can get those drugs. I have a secret weapon here. I will get the drugs to make you stay awake. And she's just like, no. <laughs> yeah. And what's so sad there is, you know, Clark is so powerful, but he can't help us here. He could though. He could get the drugs and make it so she'd stayed awake. I, again, I don't know what this whole sickness that she has that means that she's going to go into catatonia if if she doesn't get it. I don't know. Beats me. Some sort of miracle drug. It's like a miracle thing on top of weirdly specific power on top of cat that's meowing at my feet. <laughs> <laughs> the cat is even bothered by this whole plot. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what is one this episode? Lana is uh, strangely being treated by Dr. Clifford Blossom um, in the Lana Lang ward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's so many doctors. Just Lex has too many doctors. I can't keep up with them. I don't know their secrets. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. It's just another doctor. Yeah, and I love it. I love the whole reveal, though. It, you know. He the doctor takes like a, a confrontational stance. He's like, "Listen, there's these 
you, it, obviously you've been taking synthetic hormones to fake your pregnancy because you oh, want to get yeah. your billionaire to force your billionaire into a marriage. Yeah, he's like accusatory. Yeah. And he's like, now now that you're married, you stop taking them to fake your miscarriage. Everybody knows. And she's just like, what? What? What are you talking about? I was never pregnant at all. And he says that, you know, the sonogram that she saw wasn't even her baby. That wasn't whatever she saw. That wasn't hers. So holy shit, right? <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. So why is Lex so upset? Well, again, like. You know, I think that he has, he does care for Lana and, you know, doesn't care for her enough to <laughs> not put her through something horrible. <laughs> but, you know, putting her through that horrible thing does, you know, he does feel bad, you know. And I don't know. In Lex's twisted mind, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to be more of an explanation of why he did that. But to me, it seems like he did that to force her to marry him. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was the billionaire that he forced into marriage um so um but he also like cares for her quite a bit so i don't know sometimes you do i guess if you do monstrous things you and and you still care about the person you're doing monstrous things to you still kind of get get upset about it i don't know now we forgot about the best part, uh, which is when um, they're trying to break out. Moira and Chloe are trying to break out, and she tells Chloe to do whatever she can to get out. So she takes down a guard, takes his gun from him, and uh, comes around a corner, and there's Lex. And, and she just, like, fires the gun at Lex. Clark zooms out. And he just kind of like looks at Lex. He considers not doing anything. <laughs> right. Which is great. Yeah. And just a look it on was, his face like, I guess. <laughs> 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 and just shoves him aside. Uh, and then we have, I, I also like the uh, confrontation between Chloe and Lex at the end as well. Um, where Lex is in like full super villain mode. Mm-hmm. To Chloe, and he's just, just like threatening you've got her nothing. You have got nothing out. on me, and you know it. It used to be like I, you know, you're you're deluded, Chloe, or you know, obviously I didn't do any of this stuff. You've you've convinced yourself that I'm I'm behind this, and I'm not. But now it's like, listen, Chloe, <laughs> yeah, I'm a supervillain, but you've got nothing, and you know what? I've got all this stuff against you, and so go ahead, give it a shot, and you're going to end up in jail. Um. And and then he says, you know, and then we have Plan B, which makes prison look like a picnic, <laughs> which is just a mm. real big threat. Um, so uh, Clark tells Chloe that she t- he told his her mom all about Chloe, the complete Chloe Sullivan bio, and it totally made her mom proud. And um, and then she tells Clark about her discussion with Lex. And says, I'm in his crosshairs. And Clark says, now he's in mine. Mm. And then Chloe is like, yeah, the war is about to begin. Mm. And then we have a nice little tribute to Dana Reeve at the end. I don't know if you got it on your Hulu, but it was on my Mm Blu-ray. Erica Durant says a short little thing about Dana Reeve, who'd passed uh, a few weeks ago uh, from the airing of this episode. And encourages people to buy the Superman dog tags. That kind of um, 
donates the Christopher Reeve Foundation or whatever. So, did they have children? Did they have children? I don't know. Hmm. Now I have to Google this. Yes, I must know. Christopher Reeve Wiki. <laughs> do to do to do, do children. Yes, Alexandra, Matthew, and Will. Yep, yep, yep. So we just barely limped across the finish line here. <laughs> and let me tell you, I am looking forward to us doing four episodes a week for a few weeks while I zombies on. And we're going to start that next week. Oh, actually, uh, should I even say what the episode of the week was? Or are we both going to agree promise was the one? Yeah, promise. Promise, totally. I mean, they were all good. Yeah. Except Progeny was kind of a snooze, but. Progeny was more like a letdown than a snooze to me. I was engaged, but mm-hmm. I was just more like going, what the hell is this? What? Come on. This is not <laughs> what I want. <laughs> um, all right. So next week we have the last four episodes of season six. Holy cow. I've already mm-hmm. ordered my season seven Blu-ray. Uh, I'm super excited. Um, but here are the episode titles. Nemesis. No, it's going to be Lex and Clark. Okay. Okay. Noir. Hmm. Prototype. Interesting. Okay. And Phantom. <laughs> so he has to wrangle up the last of the zoners. Here are your teases. Okay. Uh, remember that Phantom from Argentina? <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, your second tease is Clark and Lex get to have a heart to heart. Third tease. Tamo Panicket returns as a different character. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. Okay. Yay. Uh, your fourth one, most confoundingly, is um, the Smallville gang travels back to 1940. <laughs> what? That's the noir episode. <laughs> uh, your next tease is we finally get we've, what we've all been waiting for, a Jimmy episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Another one Lex cheats on Lana with Lois <laughs> <gasps> Yes <laughs> That oh was not the re- That was not the reaction I thought I was going to get I thought I was going to be like what <laughs> uh, um, Next one It's season finale time So all the secrets come out uh, Next one is Chloe even discovers what her power is and what? your final tease is beware when things look the happiest you should be very wary <laughs> enjoy okay so so Lex and Lana break up hmm. does, their, does their marriage end and it looks like Lana is going to Lana and Clark are going to get back together and then something terrible happens. I can't wait. Yay. I'm so excited. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, We'll see you all next time on We Don't Want to Wait. Bye. Bye.